Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience and in this episode uh, I'm going to be talking about another of my favourite film series um, that uh, I remember watching uh, uh, on repeat uh, when I was a kid in the 1980s and the 1990s and uh, to introduce you to the subject of today's episode I'm going to ask you a very simple question. When there's something strange in the neighbourhood, who are you going to call? And you may know that the answer to that question is Ghostbusters. Um, And that's going to be what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, the original two films uh, that came out uh, in the 1980s uh, that starred uh, Bill Murray... Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Howard Ramis, and Rick Moranis, and that were uh, produced and directed by Ivan Reitman. Um, I'm also going to be touching upon um, the remake uh, film that came out uh, a few years ago, and uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, the the sequel um, uh, Ghostbusters film that's supposed to be coming out uh, next year. Um, but uh, I'm just going to be talking about the 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 premise of the original um, 1980s Ghostbusters films. I'm going to be talking about the characters and um, what those films meant to me uh, uh, while I was growing up. And I hope you like what you hear. So, as I was saying uh, in this episode of the podcast, uh, I'm going to be talking about another of my uh, favourite film franchises, uh, and that being uh, the Ghostbusters film franchise. Um, And uh, I've been a fan of Ghostbusters ever since I was a a kid, Um, like many many kids who grew up in the 1980s, um, the Ghostbusters films were a staple of... um, of uh, movie watching, uh, buying. Uh, I remember buying them, um, having copies of them on uh, VHS and watching them over and over again, um, and uh, just uh, brilliant, um, brilliant films, brilliant characters within them. Uh, but if you're not familiar with the the Ghostbusters uh, films and the franchise that they're a part of. Uh, let me just explain um, that they, the Ghostbusters uh, film franchise is a supernatural comedy franchise of films uh, that was created in 1984. Uh, the first instalment uh, was the film Ghostbusters, which was released on uh, June the 8th, 1984 by Columbia Pictures. And um, it's centred on a group of eccentric New York scientists who investigate and capture 
Ghosts for a Living. Uh, for the film, the franchise licensed uh, action figures, novelizations, and other Ghostbusters themed products. Uh, and there was also a, um, a spin off uh, animated uh, series uh, that I remember uh, watching it as a kid also, and um, also being a, being a fan of. Um, and um, going back to the first film, um, as I was saying, uh, it was directed by Ivan Reitman and it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Um, it starred uh, Bill Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd and um, Harold Ramis as uh, Peter Venkman, Ray Stans and Egon Spengler, uh, who are a trio of eccentric uh, parapsychologists who start a ghost-catching business in New York City out of an, uh, an abandoned uh, firehouse and they also drive around in a uh, in a converted um, ambulance um, and uh, it also the film also starred uh, Sigourney Weaver as uh, Dana Barrett and uh, Rick Moranis uh, it also featured uh, the actress uh, Annie Potts uh, William Atherton and uh, Ernie Hudson in uh, supporting roles and uh, when we first uh, meet um, the uh, the Ghostbusters, um, they're uh, they're working at um, university um, where they're uh, they're uh, scientists at. Um, they're investigating uh, the paranormal. Um, this is at uh, Columbia University, um, and. It follows um, the first uh, scene. Actually, is a as a scene in the New York Public Library um, when um, one of the librarians there has a a close encounter with a supernatural um, supernatural being, uh, a ghost, and um, the. Uh, they, the trio of um, uh, Dr. Venkman, um, Dr. Stance, and Dr. Spengler are uh, asked to go to the the, the library to uh, investigate um, this uh, paranormal uh, event. And um, while they're there, they they see this apparition of a of a, a woman. And uh, as they get closer to it, it transforms into this uh, horrific um, being, and they uh, they run away in terror. And um, but to them, they're also exhilarated by the encounter because um, uh, it's proof of uh, the paranormal, uh, that which they uh, are primarily uh, scientists um, investigating. And um, it is from this uh, encounter that they get the idea to start um, a paranormal investigation and elimination service, which they call the Ghostbusters. Uh, as I said, they convert a disused firehouse um, and they develop some high-tech equipment to capture um, ghosts. And um, they create a... Um, they overhaul a an ambulance uh, and they um, 
they turn it into uh, an Ectomobile, uh, which is called Ecto-1. And um, they uh, they start their um, their ghost-busting business. And um, one of the first... Um, First places uh, they they go to is this uh, this big hotel um, where um, they have to try and um, and capture this uh, grotesque looking green grotesque looking um, uh, ghost or spirit uh, that. Uh, we, we come to uh, find out that it's nicknamed uh, Slimer, um, and uh, and it's yeah. One thing about the film is it's just hilarious. Uh, it doesn't really take itself too seriously, um, but um, it's it's the characters um, that really really sell it. Um, the the actors. Um, that really um, imbue a lot of um, inspiration, a lot of joy, and you can definitely tell that they enjoyed uh, playing the characters of the Ghostbusters um, in the film and in all of the films, um, well, the two films that they were in. Um, the film uh, franchise um, uh, was initially based... Uh, um, on Dan Aykroyd's fascination with um, the paranormal and with the uh, spirituality, and he conceived uh, Ghostbusters, the original film, as a project for himself and the uh, the uh, the late actor uh, John Belushi. Um, he uh, envisioned that the protagonist would uh, travel through time and space to combat a host of demonic and supernatural threats. Uh, however, following uh, John Belushi's death. Um, Dan Aykroyd's uh, concept deemed um, to be um, financially impractical. Um, he knew that there wasn't, there wasn't going to be uh, as much uh, enthusiasm uh, towards it. Um, and so he decided to pair uh, himself with Harold Ramis to rewrite the script and set it in New York and to make it more uh, realistic. Um it was um, Ghost, the Ghostbusters film, the original, um, had a a ton of special effects um, put into it, and um, and uh, of course uh, you may have heard the uh, the theme song uh, Ghostbusters that was released by um, Ray Park Jr., uh, which uh, became a number one hit, um, and I remember listening to that. When I was a kid, it was on the radio all the time, and um, and uh, it was definitely something that I had on my uh, my Walkman, um, and um, yeah, the uh, and as it as I said, it's it's a comedy, it's a comedy franchise, but um, the way that um, because they've got so the actors are so great in their roles, they really do sell. Um, the reality of um, the possibility of there being uh, people um, um, being able to uh, investigate and not only investigate but capture um, ghosts um, and the first film um, is uh, really just set the uh, 
sets the franchise off on a on a a good a good note on a good uh, good foot. Um, and when we first meet um, Doctor Venkman, uh, Peter Venkman, where he uh, and he's um, he's doing this uh, psychic uh, test with these uh, uh, these two students, uh, the uh, Columbia University. Uh, you can tell just from the the the, the word go that uh, he's uh, somewhat of a, a ladies' man, and uh, he's he's definitely favouring the the female uh, participant in the experiment that he's taking that he's um, uh, he's set up uh, rather over the the male um, uh, participant, um, and there's a there's a wink and a grin to it, and. Uh, yeah, I suppose of of all the the characters, I guess he's one of my favourites because he's kind of like the the um, he's kind of like the uh, the rebel of the of the team, and uh, well more more than that, he just he just has a he doesn't take it all it too seriously. Whereas um, you know uh, uh, Doctor Stance and uh, Doctor Spengler, they're they're very straight down the line uh, scientists and. Um, and even the character of uh, Dana Barrett, um, Scorny Weaver's character, she uh, characterises um, Peter Venkman, um, Bill Murray's character, as uh, more of a, uh, a game show host than a, a normal, uh, everyday uh, scientist. Um, and the first, the premise of the first film uh, revolves around uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, Dana Barrett, uh, when she starts having and uh, seeing these these uh, paranormal uh, events uh, start to happen in her apartment building, uh, and specifically in her apartment, um, uh, she she lives in on her own. Um, she uh, she puts some um, some eggs that she just bought from the store on the on the counter, and they start to. Uh, start to um, cook themselves just spontaneously, and then she opens up her um, opens up her refrigerator, and it seems to open up a, a gateway to some other world. And she sees these like devil devil dogs kind of um, creatures, and she's uh, shook by it, and um, she remembers seeing an advert for uh the ghostbusters on tv uh that um stars uh, uh Venkman and stance and um and um and uh, dr spengler and uh she gives them a call and um she she pops into where they're uh, they're set up their new business within the uh the firehouse and uh, she tells them about what's happened and then uh, Dr. Venkman goes round to her apartment to investigate and um, at the time he doesn't really see anything uh, anything um, supernatural um, but that doesn't stop him from uh, 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 informing uh, Dana that he has uh, amorous feelings for her and he likes to take her out on a date and she brushes him off uh, initially and um, but then she says, if you have any information about uh, what I saw, what might be going on in my apartment, um, then get in touch with me. And 
he leaves and then um and then uh, the uh the ghostbusters business really starts to take off uh after that um they they start uh, having calls from all over the country and um there seems to be this uh, definite rise in um calls these uh, supernatural events that are happening and um the ghostbusters are in in uh, in high demand all the time and uh, we see them that they're going everywhere they're uh, catching ghosts uh, left right and center um uh, with their uh, the proton packs that they use uh, which I had a toy version of when I was a kid because as I said I was a big fan of the Ghostbusters um, and I uh, I used to I used to want to be a Ghostbuster I'm not going to lie um, but yeah so then they get a um, they get a a visit from the Environmental Protection Agency by a character called uh, Walter Peck and he tells them that uh, he needs to inspect the facility where they're holding the ghosts that they cap they uh, capture. And he tells them, um, and he says that he's going to come back. He wants to know uh, about the environmental um, effect of what's going on, um, where they are in the firehouse, and uh, having all these ghosts all. Um, uh, all contained together um, and he leaves uh, but uh, then Egon uh, Spengler uh, informs the rest of the team that there is an increase in supernatural activity and that uh, it could become dangerous um, going forward and that their equipment is at risk of failing under the stress um, but um, all this while um, Dr. Venkman has been uh, true to his word. He's been investigating um, what uh, Dana saw, um, Scotty Weaver's character, and he shares with her uh, that he believes um, what she she saw and what she she heard. She heard the word "zool" be um, be spoken by one of these devil dogs when she opened up the refrigerator. And that uh, Zor was a demigod who was worshipped as a servant to Goza, the Gozarian, Gozarian, um, who was a shape-shifting god of destruction. Um, and Peter inf- informs and convinces Dana to discuss the case uh, with her further over dinner, trying to push the uh, the relationship again with her, because um, he. He, he even told her that he was in love with her from first moment, mostly, most um, from the first time he saw her, mostly, and um, then um, then Dana uh, returns home uh, before uh, she has to go on a date, and she's possessed, assaulted, and possessed by Zool, um, and then nearby apartment, um, a near identical. Um, entity looks that just looks like one of the 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 devil dogs that um, Dana saw and that uh, uh, possesses her seemingly um, chases uh, Lewis Tully uh, character of Lewis Tully who's played by Rick Moranis um, and then Dr. Venkman arrives and finds Dana uh, slashes all uh, she's been 
possessed uh, she, who's claiming to be the gatekeeper uh, and Lewis has been possessed because he's been chased by this devil dog that he found that suddenly appeared in his uh, apartment um, and um, he he says to uh, some police officers that uh, find him that he is uh, the key master of Goza um, and uh, then after that the Ghostbusters agree that they need to regroup and um, and keep uh, both Dana and Lewis uh, apart from one another um, and then uh, doc and then um, and then the environmental protection agency inspector Walter Peck returns uh, with uh, the police and some city workers to have the Ghostbusters arrested and he wants to see the deactivation of their uh, con ghost containment system um, and then uh, then we see the release of the the ghosts from the containment system um, because it's been shut down um, by uh, by him um, by Walter Peck uh, and that he's been warned the whole time not to do it uh, because the ramifications are going to be uh, um, destructive and um, he does it he deactivates the, the containment system and loads of the ghosts that they've uh, they've previously captured are released uh, and the Ghostbusters are uh, Arrested, they're detained, um, but then Lewis, uh, played by Rick Moranis, um, uh, escapes and uh, makes his way back to the apartment building uh, where he lives and where Dana uh, lives. Um, he meets up with Dana slash Zool, um, Scorny Weaver's character, uh, but while they're in jail, uh, the Ghostbusters. Um, Reveal that uh, Dana's building is a true source of um, is the true source of the supernatural increase within the city, uh, within the country that they've been uh, detecting and investigating uh, since they started, um, and uh, that uh, the original architect uh, was uh, a worshipper of the the cult of Goza. And he designed it to channel the ghosts for purpose of ending the world. Um, and um, with the, of course, the the city's uh, under threat by these uh, ghosts that seem to become even more destructive. And um, uh, and that's why um, the the mayor. Uh, um, asks that the Ghostbusters be uh, released, and um, um, because they they come face to face, one of the Ghostbusters meet up with the mayor, and they uh, they are able to convince him to release them, uh, so that they can uh, they can they can stop whatever is is happening from getting worse. Um, so then after that they return to the apartment building um, and they come uh, face to face with Dana uh, slash Zool and Lewis 
um, as they're opening the gate between uh, dimensions and transforming into uh, these uh, devil dogs, these supernatural creatures. Um, and then Goza uh, uh, arrives um, in the form of a, a woman and attempts to um, uh, tempt Ray. Um, and when that fails, Goza attacks uh, the rest of the Ghostbusters, forcing them to to trap her. Um, then she disappears, um, and then um, uh, and then she reappears. And uh, then we see the the famous image of the giant, stay puffed marshmallow man. Uh, walking through uh, New York City uh, and um, then Egon tells the, the team um, to ignore uh, the advice that he gave to everybody else uh, previously uh, when talking about the proton packs and the energy streams that come from them um, not to he, and initially he told them never to cross the streams because it would be very destructive but the only way to bring down uh, this uh, this Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man uh, and to, to close the, the portal that is being opened between dimensions may be to uh, cross the streams and, um, and that's what they do on top of uh, Dana's uh, apartment uh, and that causes an explosion which uh, destroys uh, the Marshmallow Man um, and closes the portal and uh, the Ghostbusters are able to rescue both Dana and Lewis from the, the wreckage um, that uh, ensued uh, with their apartment. And, uh, and at the end of the, the film, they're welcomed back onto the streets of New York as uh, heroes. <clears throat> and that was that's the premise, the storyline of the first film. And um, then in the next film... Uh, there is once again uh, the rise of um, supernatural events and spirits and um, we follow uh, the character of Dana Barrett um, Scorny Weaver's character um, a few years after the, um, the the events of the of the first film five years after in fact uh, and by this point uh, Dana has been in another relationship, uh, she tried what one out with uh, Peter Venkman, but it didn't really work out. And now she has a son called Oscar. Um, and um, then we follow her uh, through a um, uh, another uh, supernatural um, event, which leads her once again to get in contact with the Ghostbusters. Um, and... Um, and then we we follow that story uh, um, uh, to its conclusion. And uh, Ghostbusters Two is another great film um, that came out in 1989. And um, uh, we see that uh, the Ghostbusters are not as in demand. They haven't been as in demand over the last five years as they were previously in the previous in the first film. Um, and uh, they um, they go up against um, uh, another uh, supernatural 
uh, threat. Um, and um, then they end up uh, um, spraying the Statue of Liberty with uh, slime and bringing it to life and uh, operating it and walking it through New York City and in a, in a great sequence in the Ghostbusters 2. Um, which is uh, really great. Um, I think the, the the first film, first Ghostbusters film, is definitely the best of the two, but I really enjoyed the, the second one also. Um, and I've watched both of them over and over again as I've grown up. Um, as I said, I watched the the cartoon series that came out, uh, the real Ghostbusters. I think there was actually a few uh, cart Ghostbusters cartoons that came out. Um, over the years, um, but I can't even remember watching the real Ghostbusters. Um, and then, um, of course, there's been video games, there's been uh, comic books, um, cl uh, clothing, toys, uh, everything you can really, uh, really think about um, um, has been created um, as merchandise um, associated with the Ghostbusters uh, film franchise. Um, and as I said, uh, as I said in the introduction, um, there's been, um, there was, uh, a remake, uh, of, uh, of it, uh, uh, that was made in 2016, um, that, uh, was directed by Paul Feig, uh, sorry, Paul Feige, and, um, uh, it was directed by him and, uh, written by him and, uh, Katie, Dippold and it starred uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, uh, Kate McKinnon, uh, and Leslie Jones, and also Chris uh, Hemsworth, who you might know as uh, Thor. And uh, it was a remake, um, more of a, uh, a reboot uh, of um, of the the Ghostbusters franchise, and it basically um, told the story over again but with a, a female cast uh, replacing the uh, the original four uh, male characters of the uh, the original film series um, and uh, to be honest um, there were some parts of it that I, I liked um, and if I hadn't initially or I hadn't seen the films of the Ghostbusters um, with um, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Harold Ramis. Um, previously, as a kid, then I probably would have enjoyed it more. But uh, knowing that it was a, a reboot of the franchise, um, I didn't really enjoy that fact. And even though um, the, the, uh, some of the original characters, uh, Scorny Weaver and Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, um, uh, did pop up in that in the 2016 film in uh, bit parts they weren't actually playing their characters it was just kind of like a, a nod to um, their involvement in the original films um, and I really there were some parts of the film that I liked as I said but um, I, I, I don't think it was necessarily uh, I don't think that it necessarily needed to be made and um, it was a good film, but um, I don't really uh, rate it as a, a good film. It was basically just a remake of it, really, a reboot. 
um, that uh, didn't uh, that was good but um, uh, didn't really need to be made um, but there is going to be a sequel film to the original two films of the Ghostbusters uh, film franchise and um, that film uh, is called Ghostbusters Afterlife um, and it was meant to come out uh, this this year in fact um, but it's, uh, it's because of everything that's happened this year uh, with uh, Covid and everything um, I believe it's been pushed back to uh, 2021 um, and um, it's going to be a, a sequel to the original films as I said uh, and the, the the actors of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, uh, Scorny Weaver and Annie Potts are going to reprise their roles from the original films which is great to see uh, which I'm always in favour of uh, more so, uh, I, I always favour more a continuation than a, a remake um, or a reboot. Um, or you can reboot a franchise, but you use the, the the same actors and the same characters and just let them um, uh, inspire and influence uh, a new story with new characters. But um, I've never been a fan of those films that try and remake the original films and try to outdo them in a way and just tell the same story over and over again because um, I've always thought that you can have uh, you can have originality uh, as well as connect it with what has already been done in within a franchise and it's um, it's great to 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 hear that. Um, the Ghostbusters Afterlife film that's coming out next year uh, is going to be a continuation of the the storyline of um, the Ghostbusters film that came out in 1984 and the Ghostbusters um, film that came out Ghostbusters 2 that came out in 1989 and also um, worth uh, mentioning that uh, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, uh, Afterlife film uh, is being directed or has been directed by Jason uh, Reitman uh, who is the son of director Ivan Reitman um, who has been uh, influential in um, in Ghostbusters since the beginning um, because he, he directed uh, the original Ghostbusters films and um, so it's it's good that they've got that kind of continuity going on, and um, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, from the the trailer that I've seen, uh, it seems to be um, seems to have a younger cast in it. Uh, some um, actors that have uh, turned up in other things, such as uh, Paul Rudd, who's um, starred in the Ant Man films, um, who's Ant Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, of course, um, Finn uh, Wolfhard, who uh, was in uh, both the the most recent It films, and he's in the the series Stranger Things, uh, which is a great series as well, and he's a great actor. 
and um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, so something to look forward to next year. And um, yeah, so I think that's uh, all I've got to say uh, on uh, the Ghostbusters. Other than to say that um, I've always been a fan of the Ghostbusters, and uh, this time of the year around uh, Halloween, it's definitely a staple of mine to to watch those films. And I know um, those films really haven't uh, dated for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people um, like me who grew up in the 1980s still count uh, the Ghostbusters as one of their uh, favourite films. Uh, the favourite film franchises and uh, of course the actors of Dan Aykroyd and um, and uh, Bill Murray are fantastic uh, but unfortunately um, we uh, we have lost uh, Harold Ramis um, from the original cast um, and he didn't turn up in uh, the 2016 reboot and of course he won't be turning up in um, the 2021 um, film and uh, I just want to say Howard Ramis um, not only was he a fantastic actor he's also a great uh, director as well um, and uh, one of my favorite films um, that he directed was uh, of course Groundhog Day and uh, of course that also starred um, Bill Murray um, in that film and um, he also directed um, I think he directed an episode of The Office uh, The American Office which I'm also a fan of um, and he also starred in Groundhog Day I have to say that as well but um, yeah I just want to say that uh, yeah Harold Ramis was a brilliant actor uh, great director and uh, I'm sure he's sorely missed by his family, by his friends, and um, it's uh, such a shame that he's uh, that we lost him. Um, uh, he died in 2014, but uh, he's also he's always going to be best known uh, for his film acting roles, um, such as uh, Egon Spengler in the Ghostbusters films, and as uh, Russell. Ziski in uh, Stripes. Um, so uh, I just want to say, uh, rest in peace, Harold Ramis. Uh, you left a great legacy, and uh, you'll never be forgotten. Um, so I think we're gonna leave it there for now. I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the podcast, and um, I hope you like what you heard. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form, uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, 
books of uh, memories and uh, experiences um, and there'll be more to come and uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet and uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um, but uh, as I was saying I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um, and I'll talk to you again soon